Ashling's America, a weekly look at American life with Ashling Taylor. Welcome to Ashling's America. It's me, Ashling, and this is a weekly glimpse into America through my very English-tinted glasses. I am slowly falling into a comfortable routine and getting used to living in New York, but I still have moments where it hits me that I'm in New York, and I still can't quite believe it. One such moment happened a couple of days ago when I looked to my right before crossing the road on my way to the supermarket and saw the Empire State Building lit up and rising up amongst the surrounding skyscrapers. It gave me such a buzz and I couldn't help but smile at the thought that I'm in such an exciting city. I get the subway to and from work each day and I'm getting more confident with using it to explore different parts of the city. I've yet to see any of the infamous New York rats that I've been warned about, but if I'm honest, I'm not exactly looking very hard to find them. The more times I hop on the subway, the more I realise how different it is from the London Underground. Firstly, each train car has aircon, which saves you from having to frantically de-layer as you move from the chilly streets into the crowded subway train, and I really appreciate that, and I imagine I'll appreciate it even more in the hot summer months. Another great feature is the ability to use your mobile phone whilst on the platforms, even the ones two levels down, and you can also use them for the large majority of the train ride, although the signal does sometimes drop in between stations if they are quite far apart. I actually find that I sometimes have better signal on the subway than I do whilst weaving in and out of the skyscrapers in Manhattan. There are some things to watch out for, though, whilst using the subway. Unlike the London Underground, at many subway stations, you're not able to change whether you're going north or south, or uptown and downtown as they call it, or east or west, once you are through the turnstiles. Instead, if you realise the trains on the platform you're standing on are going in the wrong direction, you'll have to leave the station and cross over the road and swipe in again, paying for a second time, as you go through the turnstiles onto the platform where the trains are going in the direction you need. I'm thankfully yet to make this mistake, since I'm sure to check the sign above the stairs leading down into the subway, which tells you the direction of the train and what lines you can access from that station. Another difference is that not all the trains stop at all the stations on the line. The local trains, as they call them, stop at each station on the line, just like the London Underground. But express trains stop at a limited number of stations on the line, This can be confusing because the local and express trains on the same line will be the same colour, so you can't just navigate by colours like you can on the tube. Instead, you have to check that the specific number or letter train stops at your desired destination, even if it's on the line you know you need. Unlike the London Underground, which charges you based on the distance you travel and is affected by what zones you're in, each trip on the subway costs $2.75. That's around £2.15, regardless of how far you go. This means that you only need to swipe in with your Metro card, a paper Oyster card-like system, more on that in a minute, on your way into the station. On your way out, you simply walk through a turnstile without having to swipe or tap anything. This is pretty handy as it saves you rummaging through your rucksack frantically or through your coat pocket for a second time and does seem to allow the station and platform to clear more quickly since you don't get stuck waiting in a line at the turnstile while someone tries to find their metro card. This is helpful, 
But the downside of the turnstile system is that getting through the turnstiles with shopping bags or a suitcase is much trickier than moving through the gates you use when you get on and off the tube. You have to either lift your bags over, or if you have a small wheelie cabin bag, push it under the turnstiles, rather than simply being able to walk through like you can in London. In order to use the subway, you can buy a one-dollar metro card and top it up with money in a similar way to the Oyster card back in London. Something which I think is great about the metro card is that you can top it up with a seven-day or month-long unlimited ride deal. And since I'm getting the train to and from work every day, this would cost me around the same as a month-long unlimited ride deal, which makes me feel like any time I use a subway on the weekend, it's free, and I love free stuff as much as the next person. However, my main problem with the metro card is that you have to swipe it rather than tap it to go through the turnstiles. That hardly sounds like the end of the world, you might be thinking. But the part that irks me the most is that you can't mindlessly swipe it. There is a specific speed at which it works best. Swipe too fast because you see your train pulling up and you're rushing. Please swipe your card again. Swipe too slowly to make up for the fact you swiped too fast last time. Please swipe your card again. I would say I'm currently at about a fifty percent success rate when it comes to getting through the turnstiles on my first swipe, and this has led to me crashing into the stubborn turnstiles on multiple occasions, much to my embarrassment, before realizing the machine has not read my card properly. I've also been warned that since it is just made of thick paper rather than plastic like the Oyster card, I have to be careful not to let it get bent or crinkled by throwing it into my bag or stuffing it into my pocket. Otherwise, I'll have to put in even more effort when swiping it, so that the machine can read it properly. My flatmate apparently now has to scan hers with two hands to keep it flat after it got bent in her bag. The other option, of course, is sucking up and paying for a new one. And at least because it's made of paper, it's much cheaper than buying a new Oyster card. But touch wood, I'll keep it crisp and safe my whole time here, and I won't need to buy a new one. When I visited New York in March 2019. The metro card was the only option for getting through the turnstiles, and I lamented the clumsiness of the swiping system compared to the tap-and-go contactless or Oyster card system on the London Underground. However, in May 2019, a new tap-and-go system was introduced, which allows you to use contactless payment methods to pay for your train ride. If you had told me this back in March, I would have leapt at the idea. But unfortunately, this payment method does not allow you to get the money-saving week-long or monthly unlimited ride deal, and so it is not practical for frequent subway users. In fact, I'm yet to see a single person use it. But reassuringly, I have seen quite a few people crash prematurely into the turnstiles and gingerly re-swipe their metro card. So at least I'm not alone on that one. Despite all of this, I think the biggest contrast between the subway and the London Underground is the tone of the announcements made over the loudspeaker within the stations and the trains. I'd become so accustomed to the tone and rhythm of the pre-recorded station and train tunnel announcements on the tube that a recent announcement on my way to work a few days ago really took me by surprise. The announcement was something put out by the New York Police Department, but the tone of it was what surprised me. Maybe it's just me. Or maybe some of you Brits out there will understand what I mean, but there is something inexplicably dystopian to me about an unconvincing or forced, overly upbeat and cheerful tannoy announcement. Or maybe I'm just not used to being a commuter yet. Anyway, I maintain that there is something comforting about the measured and consistent tone of the announcements on the tube, and I look forward to hearing. 
Please mind the gap between the train and the platform edge in six months' time. That's all from me for now, but I look forward to you joining me next week for another glimpse into Ashling's America. See you then. Ashling's America, a weekly look at American life with Ashling Taylor. Friends,